1: Well, we are looking um, at Hebrews 11, and today we're going to talk about Isaac, um, who is the son of Abraham, and um, we're actually going to, we're, we're camping out on a, um, 1120 is the specific verse, but we're going to scoot back just a little bit so that it serves as a refresher um, about kind of Isaac and his lineage and, and where we're headed here. So, Terry, do you want to jump in on that for us? Yeah,
2: starting at verse uh, 17. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his, only, his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future.
1: Yeah, so Isaac, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Isaac has known faithfulness um, from the very beginning. He has heard about faithfulness. He has lived through faithfulness. Um, He was, you know, God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, and he did. um, But then God provided a lamb, or ram, sorry, to um, take the place of Isaac. Mm -hmm. But Isaac was there on the altar. I mean, he's, we don't know, late teens, early 20s, right? A grown Um, man. So he's old enough to know what's going on. And then he sees God providing directly for his life. Um, So that's kind of his upbringing is he's known faithfulness
0: all along. Mm -hmm. Well, he was the miracle child, right? Certainly they sat around the fire and they told the story of how God came and told Abraham that he would come back in a year and they would, he and his wife, Sarah would have a baby. So he's grown up knowing that he's the heir to this covenant. So kind of I would imagine that he's been pretty close to God um, all of his life. Um, He's walking in that. Sorry.
2: Go ahead. The commentaries I read said of Jacob that he was a protected only child. You can imagine, um, you know, we all love our children, however many we have. But I think that um, sometimes the people who only have one child, I mean, that's, they hold them maybe a little closer. I know my sister does, she has just one and she does hold him just a little closer and um, is very protective of him as a, as a young kid. And even still when he's a grown man. So, and, and thinking that Isaac is the one that the promise is gonna be fulfilled through, you know, that um, you can imagine they really protected him carefully. Can then, you imagine the pressure that he must oh, have felt?
1: Oh, right. yeah. I
2: mean... So he goes, he's the first descendant uh, in fulfillment of God's promises to Abraham. So he gets to be the forerunner. Um, eventually, he turns out to be a wealthy livestock owner and gets married and has a couple of kids. Hmm. So That's so funny the
3: way you brought that. Yep, gets married, has a couple kids, keeps them up (laughs) And that's the Bible. Let's keep going. No, I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy. If we were to to read everything, like we kind of, you know, we go through it before our um, each uh, taping and kind of talk through what we're going to, you know, hit. There's so much here. There's just so much that we can only just hit the very highlights so that was a short synopsis oh absolutely
3: yeah yeah I, I one of the things i love about isaac um i was just saying before it's like this is one of the kids that's churched when they're a kid they're churched and you know they just continue their faith and they own it as they get older mm-hmm. um by faith i think that particular thing being put on the altar would have had a profound effect on him
2: mm-hmm.
0: Sure. It shows an incredible trust in his father
2: yeah. and
0: an incredible trust in God's ability to make it right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: If he is sacrificed to bring him back from the dead, um, or if God stays his hand, just really a total trust that God had it under
2: control. Yeah, because he is a grown, a grown man. So yeah. I don't think Abraham picked him up and threw him on the altar and tied him down. Mm-hmm. I think he went. He went on there to be the sacrifice, believing yeah. those things.
3: Yeah. It's interesting. And then knowing that, that um the covenant would come through me. Like <laughs> like his name is Dusty One. He's, <laughs> he's the part the it's like the, there'll be like the dust that you can't even count. It's like here's Dusty One. And mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking like growing up in the teenagers, it's like Ah, I'm going to live, grow up, have kids. I can do whatever I want now. Let's do camel racing or something. You know what I mean? It's like, I would live a pretty high risk life thinking it's going to be great. You know, the problem with that is that then I start testing God and that, that, that is a problem, you know, but I just see Isaac is actually not being like me, but being a very trusting, faithful person. Even like trusting as we go back, um, so that incident was with him and um, his father, but then Abraham's old and now he wants a, a wife for his son. And he does not want a Canaanite wife. He wants one from his own tribe. Right. Eliezer, his servant go back and find a wife for him. So Isaac is even trusting in that. He's not in, in, in the picture there. He just knows that Eliezer is going to find the right person for him. Mm-hmm. And, According to what Eliezer has asked of God, show me who this person is. You know, make this person more than just beautiful. That's not the issue. The issue is, does she have a servant's heart? And we kind of come to when he meets Rebecca.
0: Yeah, and I love that that in those days when men were taking multiple wives and concubines, Isaac has one wife mm -hmm. and no concubines. He's faithful to Rebecca, as far as we know from the scripture. Um, and so his family is a little more intact. One wife, two kids from that one wife. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. So if you go back to Genesis, um, Genesis 24 is where you find the story of Isaac and Rebecca, and that's where, um, Abraham is old and he says to his servant, go and find a wife and that's how they find him. And I just have to say that, um, one of my favorite parts of this whole story is Genesis 24, 22. Um, She, the servant says to God, you know, send me a sign. I'm going to go to the well, have her, um, have this woman come and, and offer things or whatever, offer water for the camels, not just for me. And Genesis 24, 22 says, when the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring, weighing a Becca, and two gold bracelets, wearing 10 shekels. As a woman with a gold nose ring, I definitely appreciate that.
3: <laughs> I, I, you <laughs> know, when <laughs> you started reading, I was like, it's the nose ring. It's, it's the, the nose, nose ring. Right there. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. I'm like, you know
1: what? All you people who look at me like there is something wrong with me. Look at this. <laughs> right. All the way back to the <laughs> beginning, people. <laughs> the rest of you that have something wrong with you.
3: Well, and and Your so that, <laughs> that would symbolize that she's taken. She's betrothed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which
1: I was betrothed long before I had a nose ring. Before you got a
2: nose ring. Like married and a couple of kids.
1: Yeah, like yeah. I got my nose pierced while my husband and my children waited in the parking lot in the minivan. <laughs> yes.
2: You so, wild. You are a wild girl.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm really not. That's the thing, is really not, <laughs> anyway. Um so they, you know, they go and they get Rebecca and she's like, Yeah, I'll come with you. I say that this is from God and so I yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And so she and um, Isaac get married
3: and have a family. Yeah, and just a point of reference here, her brother is Laban. And we're going to find out about him yeah. later as we dive into to things with Jacob. But just want to set that family tree in place a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, that's that's going to be key as we move along through this.
3: Yeah. So,
1: um, okay, so we, we know that Isaac and Rebecca have... Um, they get married, and they have a family. Um, their children are Jacob and Esau. And this yeah. is where things start to get a little bit hairy. Oh. <laughs> My oh, the funny. Here. Very good. <laughs> so um, if you don't know this story, then you need to jump into Genesis 25. Um, and this is where we learn about... Um, Jacob
3: and Esau, and um, I want to bring up another point of faith. Yeah, that Isaac loved Rebecca, and, and it, they were married. I think in his mother's ten or something like that, and then it was twenty years later that they had Jacob and Esau. So, and, and um, Isaac prayed for his wife who was barren. Yeah. prayed for Rebecca so again that's another point of faith these mm-hmm. guys who have this covenant of a nation are marrying women who are barren mm-hmm. and yet they're still standing and trusting God and they're looking to him um, I just thought that was another point of faith as I was reading through that
1: that's good yeah and they're yeah. old
3: yeah mm-hmm.
1: I mean they're, Isaac was er, um, Isaac was 40 when he married Rebecca
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is
0: old for them right? To be, well, she was probably a teenager. But he, yeah, the guys got to wait right. a little longer than the girls. Yeah, but I, did they still wait that long, typically? Um, I don't know. Boaz was pretty old, I think, when he married Ruth.
3: I could, and um, we're we're seeing how a lot of these guys have um, multiple wives. Mm-hmm. So through their, um. I'm thinking just like generations, and we know that, that, that women have a certain amount of time for childbearing, for childbearing. Right. biologically. So. Yeah.
0: One of the things I wanted to mention, too, was that <clears throat> Isaac is one of the few of the early fathers of faith who didn't get his name changed. God gave him his name Isaac before he was born or right when he was born, and then God didn't have to change his name. He changed Abraham's name for a purpose, and he changed Jacob's name for a purpose, mm. but Isaac was fine as Isaac. So it's I kind of like that wonderful bit. Yeah. yeah,
3: I think it just kind of shows the faithfulness too that Isaac had.
0: Right, I, I think, think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not a big. He didn't so, need a big character transition like right. um, Abraham and and Jacob in particular. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Right. So, I made, a, I made a hairy joke earlier, and that's, if you're not familiar with this story, this passage is, again, in, in um, Genesis 25, and Rebecca finally is pregnant and um, is going to give birth to twins. Um, in verse, or chapter 25, verse 23, the Lord says to her, The two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. And that's um, not traditionally how it happens. Um, and so that's a big deal that God says to her right from the beginning, the older will serve the younger. Um, and so they, these twins are, these babies are born and um, they're wrestling with Anhar, it says, and um, Esau comes out and then, Jacob is literally on the heel of Esau. He is grabbing <laughs> yeah. his heel as he is born. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's Jacob is um, he's kind of a, a trickster right from the beginning, mm-hmm. right from birth. And so Isaac walks through a lot of, um, you know, their growing up years with them. And he knows that Esau is skilled in one area and Isaac or Jacob is skilled in another mm-hmm. Um but they're very different from one another.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And this, some of that treachery in, within the family starts to take place, you know, early on because um, Isaac loved uh, Esau, Esau and the wife Rebecca loved Jacob. So you have them playing um, favorites right away. And you the, know the, the relationship that Rebecca has with um, Jacob is, is one of trickery and lies and uh, manipulation from the, probably from the beginning, because when it comes to the part where it really kicks in, she doesn't have to explain anything to him. This is what we're going to do to trick <laughs> your dad and your brother. So,
3: yeah, and I, I was thinking about that. I, went, I wonder if that's because she heard from the Lord and believed that Jacob is the one that would carry the covenant on um, just in, in that um, one people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. So therefore, I'll invest in the younger one. Um, even though that wasn't the tradition, like Terry was saying, that wasn't the way it normally went. I wonder if some of her manipulation was because of that, when she went to the Lord and they were pregnant.
2: Helping God, you know, in His plan? Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, we we know that they grow up, and
1: Rebecca and Isaac um, are kind of the pair. And -hmm. then Esau um, and—I said that wrong. Rebecca—I didn't say that wrong. Rebecca and Jacob are the pair. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Ave, um, oh my Esau gosh. and Isaac. Esau and <laughs> Isaac, good <laughs> heavens, <laughs> they're kind of the pair, right? Yeah. So we know that that's kind of how it goes along. Now, we need to say that um, Esau was born very hairy. He was yes. a very hairy baby.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was a very hairy baby and red. He was a very hairy red baby. And then there's (laughs) Jacob. It doesn't say anything about Jacob except for the fact that he was grasping the heel of his brother. Mm -hmm. But this kid was hairy enough that they talk about it in the Bible. Okay. So, (laughs) it's very hairy. Hairy, Um, hairy. And then we jump into Genesis 27. And this is when Isaac is going to give the blessing to both of his sons.
3: So, let's just kind of talk a little bit about the character of the two sons and how they were different. Esau was a skilled hunter. He was out in the wild. Kind of an outdoorsman, rough and ready. I, I, I have a picture of him,
0: you know, kind of like a frontier guy.
1: Yeah. He's like a very hairy, manly man. Yeah. Right? Right. If yeah. you're Jacob, that hairy, you better be a manly you
0: man. You better be a manly man. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and, and then it's, uh-huh. it says Jacob was a quiet man. So... Yeah. You know, probably Esau was boisterous and, you know, that manly man, loud. Right. Um, And Jacob's quiet and kind of stays around the tent, happy to be a homebody. And And he's able to hang out with his
2: mom and
3: cook. And cook. Mm -hmm. And and he was able to pick up on the intrigue. And what I mean by that is just how people moved, what people did. Mm -hmm. How I'm sure he. So as we go on, we'll learn we have this opinion of Jacob, he's a bit manipulative, which. Is right actually right here, but it's like I think he probably learned a lot of that as he's in the tents with all these people, just watching all that stuff going on, watching his mom. You know, well, operate.
0: we're gonna, you know, when we when we talk a little bit more, um, we're gonna find out that Laban, Rebecca's brother, older brother, was a very manipulative person. So you mm. know, she may have come from a home where that kind of behavior was just commonplace, and yeah. and if so, that. Probably filtered into her parenting.
3: Um, it's a good point, Angie, because I, I think that could be a case of, a, of, in my respect, putting my culture onto someone else's culture. Like that just might have been how people dealt. It might have been. And I'm saying, oh, that's so manipulative or whatever. But it's like mm-hmm. that's my culture saying that. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily true in other ones. Who, who do you guys think you're more like, Isar or Jacob? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not as hairy as Esau. <laughs> yeah, I think we all pass that. That's good. Um, I think there's a bit of both in all in of us. Everybody, oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, I, I was wondering that. It, they seem like such differences, but it's like, wow, I could see that in everybody. Mm-hmm. Being there, I will say though, if I was Esau, I would be a lot more whiny about it. <laughs> I could see.
0: Well, it's just kind of crazy that he's so controlled by his appetites, Esau. Mm-hmm. You know, he's hungry, and so he trades away his birthright for a bowl of stew. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. That would be like me deeding my house over to somebody for a candy bar. I, <laughs> right. I mean, right. it was a big it's deal huge. to trade away his birthright. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of candy bar, though? Chocolate dollars. <laughs> a Hershey bar with almonds. <laughs> <laughs> or a so Mr. That, Goodbar. So,
1: listen, that ties back to um, Genesis 27, the part mm-hmm. that Angie's talking about here. Um, that's not right. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead.
3: Well, so oh, you mean the part where he comes in and. And, um, and he's so hungry that he
1: says, here we go. I'm sorry. That's in um, chapter 25. In chapter 25, um, verse 29, it says, Once Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country famished. He said to Jacob, Quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Esau says, look, I'm about to die. What good is the birthright to me? Jacob says, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. So, I mean, I would imagine, how old do you think they probably were? Like maybe, I don't know. Who knows how old they were? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Old enough to know better. Old enough to know better. Old enough to know that you are not really starving to right. death standing in your mother's kitchen going, I'm yeah. so hungry. Just take my birthright because, I mean, talk about a drama king, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, I can't go on. What good is it to me anyway if you don't give yeah. me this stew right I now? So, need to eat. So, <laughs> um, which makes me feel like maybe they were teenagers. <laughs> like, teenagers <laughs> yeah. they like,
2: a, a teenager. bottomless pit. Yeah, I'm so yeah. hungry.
1: Right. Yeah. So this, you know, and this is long before um Isaac dies. Yeah. This is yeah. long mm-hmm. before Isaac actually gives the blessings mm-hmm. um on his deathbed. So Jacob knows from the beginning like this is my birthright. You've given it to me. Esau yeah. I traded you for
3: a bowl of stew. What <laughs> yeah. doesn't make sense to me is was that Esau's to give? I thought it's Isaac who determines who gets the birthright.
0: Well, Esau was the firstborn, so yeah. it was his by right, right? He should have been the legal heir, right? Um, I, I mean, assistant. he didn't
2: have it yet, right? So it was like yeah. a well, yeah. it was a given.
0: I think okay. it was a given, yeah. The
2: firstborn always got it. Well, unless well, God intervened and made a change, but the firstborn mm-hmm. always got it. So he he had to uh, went to give it to him to sell it for a bowl of stew then he was, he had to just deny, he could just deny it. It's like, okay, here, I, here's your gift. Mm, no, thanks. I'm yeah. not going to have it. Give it to my brother. Yeah. So one of
0: my commentaries said that you could sell your birthright. You could give it away. You uh, could sell it. You know, it was kind of a legal
2: thing that was yours. And um, it was not legal or binding at all until the father actually the father spoke died. it. Yeah. Even though it was implied and you grew up knowing it until those words were spoken Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I'm going after. And then it's irrevocable at that point. Yeah.
1: So So then if we jump to 27, that's where we see that Isaac actually gives the birthright. This is Isaac. He says, um, 27, it says, when Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak, he could no longer see. He called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, my son. And then he goes on and says, I'm an old man now and don't know the day of my death. Go get your equipment, your quiver and bow. Go out to the open country. Hunt some wild game for me. Prepare the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so I may give you my blessing before I die.
2: And that's another thing I read, that they um, held off as long as possible to actually give the blessing that. because to give that, that um, the one receiving the blessing a long life to make sure they're going to... Um, lead the right way, and they're going to be, you know, whatever, um, a fully responsible person Mm -hmm. before giving over that right. Because up until then, the father could change it and give it to someone else if the firstborn wasn't behaving properly or Mm -hmm. whatever. So they waited to make sure, you know.
3: Yeah, I mean, when Abraham got his, he up and left. Hmm. I mean, right. he left the land to his brothers and relatives, but and he took a lot of the wealth with him. But um, huh. Yeah.
1: It's kind so. of a lifelong vetting process.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. Right.
1: So, so it, like if we jump back to to Esau and Isaac, um, Isaac is old. He's dying. He can't see. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he tells Esau, you know, go hunt some food, bring me something tasty. I'll give you my blessing. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Rebecca goes over to Jacob and she's like, Hey, listen to what I heard your dad say. Listen. And then this is when the real manipulation kicks in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Because they go to extraordinary lengths to
1: trick him. Yes. Because. They really do. Rebecca wants I or Jacob to have that blessing. And so to Esau, to Esau. No, no Rebecca she wants, wants Jacob. Jacob, Jacob. Jacob. right. Esau's Sorry. Esau's blessing. To have Esau's and so, blessing. So Jacob and Rebecca scheme together to steal that blessing and to trick Isaac into blessing him. And how did they the point do they do that? Going,
2: Suzanne. Well, let's see here. <laughs>
1: You know that he's a very hairy man. (laughs) Yeah, we keep saying that. (laughs) We keep saying that. But listen, this is why this is so important. Mm -hmm. So Rebecca tells Jacob, go make the food for your dad. He asked for this food. Go make the food for your dad. And Jacob, this is 2711. Jacob says to Rebecca, his mother, but my brother Esau is a hairy man while I have smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him and he would bring a curse down on myself rather than a blessing. And then she says, it's fine. Let the curse fall on me. Do what I say. And so um, she makes some food. Then she takes some clothes from Esau um, and puts them on Jacob. And in verse 16, it says, she also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with goat skins. Goat skins. (laughs) Goat (laughs) skins. Listen, she is, she's prepared the food that she knows that he likes and that he, that he has asked Esau for. She has taken Esau's clothes and put them on Jacob so that he smells the same. Mm-hmm. She takes goat skins and puts them on this man. This man is hairy. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking as you're going
3: through that, I go, wow, Esau's getting like hotter and hotter here. Mm-hmm. Like-
1: <laughs> you know, and, and this is this is how far they are going
2: mm-hmm. to yeah.
1: trick Isaac. Yeah. Because he does, he touches him and he's like, Oh, you're hairy, you know. And he smells them yeah. and he says, Oh, you smell right, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the big bad wolf. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, oh, yeah. what big eyes you have. <laughs> oh, no, you know. Oh, how oh, hairy you are. What oh, hairy yes. skin you have, <laughs> right. you know. So they go through all this deceit and all this trickery. And um, Jacob just flat out lies. To Esau and says, Oh to um Isaac and says, Yes, I'm your I'm your son Esau. It's me. He says, Who is this? Are you really my son Esau? And he says, Yeah,
2: I am. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No compunction about it. Just, yeah, I am.
2: hmm So Isaac has a few doubts about it and throws out a few questions that um, that Esau answers, but Isaac, I think he just wasn't really sure that it was him. He didn't sound right. And he yeah. kept saying, are you really my first one? Yeah, you know, And he what? smells him. He touches him. Yeah, he, you yeah, he can tell he's full of doubts. And he gives him the stew, a bowl of stew, and he's like, how'd you find that so quick? You've only been yeah. for an hour and a half, <laughs> you know, yeah. basically. Yeah. So, but eventually, you know, he is hes duped. Mm-hmm. And then
3: he gives the blessing. And so this is another example of someone taking what they believe God wants them to do and taking it in their, into their own hands, what Rebecca does with that. Um, and eventually, Isaac gives the blessing, and mm-hmm. it's in 27, 28. Even after, like you're right, asking like all these questions, like, you know, listening, he's... Isaac is testing, you know, the smell of him and who he is. He has Jacob's voice, but oh well, you know, or things like that. Yeah. Um, and then he says, "May God give you the heavens, dew, and of earth's rich, richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and people bow down to you. Be Lord, over, be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed." That's a great blessing, I think. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a great blessing. Yeah. He receives that, and then Isaac, high, no. Esau. Esau, Jacob, hightails it out of there.
3: Yeah. Right, because he knows the deceit.
1: He -hmm. knows the deceit, and he knows that Esau is coming back. He knows Mm -hmm. that Esau is hunting and preparing and coming back, so he's like, better get this goat skin off. Let's go.
3: You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so when Esau comes in, he realizes his dad is um, blessed the wrong person. No, I'm Esau. Mm -hmm. That was my blessing that you gave him. And like, is there only one blessing that you could give? Maybe you could give another one is what Esau says. Mm
2: -hmm. Don't you? I mean, he was, he was in anguish. Don't you have anything that you can bless me with? Yeah. Is there nothing? He's he's saying Jacob's a deceiver. He's already
0: stolen my birthright. Now he's, mm -hmm. Stolen my blessing. You know, that certainly doesn't seem fair or right. There's mm-hmm. got to be something
2: left for me. But uh Isaac answers him and says, Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off of your neck.
1: That's not a blessing. No, I think that's a fairly questionable <laughs> blessing. <Yeah>. Oh man. <laughs> And you know, considering and, what what Jacob was given, Jacob has been given all of these things. All you know, those who curse you will be cursed, and many nations will serve you, and people will be bow, bow down to you, and all of these things. And he's like, "Yeah, so Esau, your life's yeah. pretty much going to stink. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be yeah. away from
3: richness. You'll be away from the dew from heaven above. Yeah." yeah.
1: You'll live by the sword, and you will serve your brother. Those are not things that you want to hear.
2: No, no matter when, your birth position. Especially since, yeah, it, it was that should have been your blessing, right? <sighs>
0: yeah, but I always felt sorry for Esau in a way. But he did. I mean, he was a grown man, old enough to know what he was doing when he traded his birthright for a cup of stew. So he's been kind of laxadaisical about his his position in the family
2: right and Um, and that comes along with responsibilities and And so you would think he would be building up to those responsibilities Mm -hmm. which he's just throwing off like apparently yeah yeah. okay yeah have my birthday whatever yeah 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 i don't i don't know if he thought maybe he really wouldn't go through with that or except
3: isaac's intention was to bless esau
2: it was yeah yeah
3: and that's not what happened
1: yeah right Yep, but Isaac is faithful to mm-hmm. bless both of his children. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you can yeah. see Suzanne's <laughs> face, it's, yeah, right, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, I say I say bless, you know, for Esau, and like my eyes kind of roll back. So far, they might get stuck in the back of my head, <laughs> um, but it's just because that's not what we consider. A blessing. Like I yeah. would not feel blessed, quote unquote, um, if someone was like, Yeah, well the good thing is when you grow restless, you'll throw his off his and yoga for yeah. So, you know, it, it's gonna be okay, but it's not gonna be easy for you. Like I don't feel like I would feel very blessed by that. By that. But in so many ways the blessing is just what the forebearer is speaking over you. Mm-hmm is saying, like, this is, this is how it's going to be. Um, and it's, I guess, obviously, it wasn't always as pretty as we would want it to be.
0: Well, Esau's got some responsibility for where he ends up. I mean, he's already taken foreign wives. I mean, he mm-hmm. has to know, having been Isaac's son, and he's watched his father married one woman, stayed with her. Um, his father's been a faithful servant of God. So there's not much faithfulness it doesn't look like from Esau's part. You know, he goes right ahead and marries who he wants, a couple of them, mm-hmm. um, and then he's real lackadaisical. Like I said about his birthright, you know, I'll, I'm starving to death. You know, I'll give you whatever you want. Just give me something to eat. So he's a very, um, it's a very different kind of personality, um, different mindset that Esau has.
1: Certainly not the same mindset that Isaac has had. No. Mm-mm. There's a big difference there, which, like you said, considering the example that has been set before him, yeah. Um, there's definitely some personal responsibility that has to be taken there.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think I consistently see that Isaac was still trusting, even as he was blessing yeah. his sons.
1: Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it, um, in verse 33, it says, Isaac trembled violently and said, who was it that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it. Indeed, he will be blessed so he didn't realize but once he does realize he's like well he's nice. gonna be blessed because yeah. this is what we've done and so I mean like you kind of see that as like a, well this is what it is and there's nothing we can do about it so how are we going to move on from here yeah. you know yep. so and do you think like some of that um prophecy from god that says the younger is going to serve the older do you think that's rumbling around in his head at all during all of this do you think he's like oh yeah i remember now
2: good interesting question i don't know rumbling around in isaac's head is that what you mean Mm -hmm. yeah 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 because he's like oh
0: so that's how god works it out huh? Mm
2: -hmm. Well, one thing
0: you have to say about jacob for all of his stuff he is obedient to his mother And he is obedient to his parents. When they tell him to go get a wife um, from their family, he does that. When they tell him to leave because Esau's going to kill him, he leaves. He flees. Um, So so there's some obedience.
1: Yeah, like maybe where we see that Esau is, um, he's a rough one. He's a rough one. And it says, you know, at the very beginning, his name, what does his name mean? Something about rough and tumble, or something. Do I
3: remember that correctly? Probably hairy one. Hairy one. No. Oh, goat skinned.
1: Um, I can't remember. Isn't that crazy? Maybe not. Yes. So um Genesis twenty five twenty-five says the first to come out was red and his whole body was like a hairy garment, so they named him Esau. So he was um he was hairy and red and like a cloth, and so that's why they named him Esau. I don't know what Esau means other than hairy kid. hairy um, and red. <laughs> rough <laughs> around the edges. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um yeah, he's he's pretty rough around the edges, but you're right, you know, Jacob is um is obedient and
0: um, a little more docile, maybe? It it seems that way, but God may see that obedience in a different light than we do. Right. You know, um, he stays under the authority of his parents and does what he's told. Whereas Esau, you know, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like Esau made any big deal about getting anybody's permission to marry the two Canaanite women that he married. Um. And yeah. he tossed away his birthright. So, yeah, he's a little, I think he's a little on the rebellious side. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. But again, we see the faithfulness
1: of Isaac to still bless and speak to over both wanna, of them. Yeah. Um, so no matter what it is that was put before him, he was still faithful enough to God to say, I'm going to speak over both of these children. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to speak your word over both of these children.
3: Um, so. I wonder too, like when I, I look at these two different blessings, if some of those are prophecy, if, if and I, I don't know, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. But when I look at, and we're going to be getting into Joseph and all of his sons and, and what happened there, it's like, part of me is starting to get like, is this somehow God's blessing? And then there's some prophecy in it. I, I guess I want to kind of rumble around and look at what the word blessing really entails
1: yeah so maybe we should take a look at that um and we can kind of talk about that a little bit later, sure, um because we do talk Hebrews eleven talks a lot about blessings um mm-hmm. and and how so and so blessed this person or this person or this person was blessed by this other person, so um a lot of that has to do with faith. um We just probably need to flesh that out a little bit more for the next time or two. know. Yeah. So Yeah. Well is there anything else that anybody feels compelled to, to share about Isaac and
3: I just I was happy to really study him because I, I um, as someone who wasn't always a Christian from birth, it's it's such a sweet story to me to hear people who've loved God their whole lives and have been faithful and obedient.
1: So I always like that. And he certainly is.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, would somebody like to pray for us as we um, wrap up our discussion about Isaac?
0: I guess mm-hmm. I can.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> we had a little glitch there where everybody,
0: <laughs> <looking at laughs> everybody's looking at <laughs> each other. Father, we come before you today. Um, so very grateful that you have given us your word and that you have told us about the people that, um, you have loved, and that have loved you, and walked with you through the ages. That you've shown us what faith looks like. That it may not always look perfect, um, but but you are in the midst of our lives as we walk with you, and you are faithful even when we're not, mm-hmm. Father. I think that's the biggest thing that I've gotten from um, from looking at some of these heroes of the faith. Is that no matter what their mistakes. You were faithful. And, um, and I'm so grateful, Father, that you extend that faithfulness to us as well. I'm so thankful, Father, that um, as I walk this life with you, um, if I get it wrong, you're faithful to hold me close and to, and to set me back on my feet um, and to help repair um, the mistakes that I make. Um, I'm so thankful that there's forgiveness, Father, in your son, Jesus, that he sacrificed himself um, for me so that I could be right with you and that you would be faithful to me. So, Lord, I just thank you for this time today and for your word and for this study. Thank you for the Faithless Sisters, Father. We have so much fun and it's so Mm -hmm. exciting when we open up your word and we wrestle with it. Um, We're just so grateful for the privilege. Father, I ask your blessing on everyone that's listening. Um, I pray that the eyes of our understanding will continue to be enlightened and that you will give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge so that we might know you more and love you more. In Jesus' name, Father, Amen.
3: amen. (laughs)
1: I'm <laughs>